Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Coach for Tutors podcast, where we grow your tutoring business with each episode. My name is Michael Gibbon, the host of the Coach for Tutors podcast and the founder of Coach for Tutors, where we help tutors with launching and growing their tutoring businesses. Today, I am joined by the wonderful Sean McCormick of EF Specialists. Uh, Sean will be talking to us about how to become an online executive function specialist. Sean, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here. I appreciate it. Well, Sean, thank you as well. And uh, for those who are listening today, uh, Sean is a parent husband and international executive function coach. Uh, He founded Executive Function Specialists, a remote coaching business that empowers middle, high school and college students to improve their organization skills and lead more happy, productive lives. And we'll be posting, of course, Sean's website link as well as um, a link to a wonderful course we'll be talking about a little later in the podcast. So Sean, uh, tell us a little bit about what is an EF specialist? What's it all about? Yeah, so Executive Function Specialist, the business I I founded, is focused on helping middle, high school, and college students with executive function challenges or students who just want to improve their executive functioning. So if you're not familiar with what executive functioning is, executive functioning is the set of resources or the process that we we have in our brain and, and in our body that allows us to reach our goals. So for example, let's say you're a senior and you need to graduate high school. Well, what do you have to do in order to reach that goal? You've got to plan out all of your your classes. You've got to identify what's coming up. You've got to make sure you apply for graduation, buy your diploma. You've got to like, uh, you know, pack your lunch and all of these things on a daily basis require a, a set of mental processes to to follow through. Now, some people have really strong executive function naturally. Maybe they're just born as a highly organized individual who can see the pathway to reaching their goals, but other people need support and coaching. And then there's everything in between. So in my business, we try to help families and students develop better executive function so they can more quickly and efficiently reach their goals. Fantastic. So um, in, in terms of with being an EF specialist, what are the more common uh, scenarios that you see, or is it really different on a case-by-case basis? I think it's going to be different for whatever your specialty is. So some people focus on executive functioning for adults. Some people focus on executive functioning for K through five. With my business, we focus on middle, high school, and college. And the reason uh, we chose that population is partially, well, it started with me. So I, I'm credentialed as a special education teacher in California for mild to moderate uh, disabilities. And my area of focus was uh, secondary and, you know, middle school and high school. Um, so that was my primary focus and where I felt like I had the the strongest ability to support students. And the reason also that we, we focus on th- those clients is because middle, middle high school and college students, they are the ones who are typically using some type of learning platform like Google Classroom, Canvas, Schoology, whatever it may be, to try to manage five to seven classes at one time. So there's a lot of technology and skill involved with managing that many classes, along with all the other things you need to do to be successful in school, like you know, email your teacher if you need to do a retake, whatever it may be. So we wanted to focus on that age group and that kind of, um, I guess you could say, audience that has the most similar challenges. Because from, mid- from before middle school, you're typically with one teacher, um, at least here, here, in, you know, as far as the population I've been serving, you're typically with one teacher. So you don't really have to manage a lot of different technology or different turn in places, things like that. But middle high school and college, it's a pretty similar process. And so we really wanted to target that specific need and really create solutions around it. Well, that's wonderful, Sean. And so do you find with the organization with the 
middle school and high school and college students that it's it's um, remedying disorganization or or helping to work with um, how each student's brain works and helping to wire connect kind of connect the dots there for students to help them become more organized, succinct, and working toward their goals? Yeah, I think it's a combination. Sometimes it is remedying disorganization. Like you walk in and a kid just doesn't know how to even check Google Classroom, or they don't even know how to see the missing assignments tab, or they don't know that there's a calendar synced up with their school calendar where they can see all the the assignments and when they're going to be due. So they're kind of operating in the dark, um, you could say. So sometimes it is just teaching those fundamental management skills of whatever learning management system the student's using. But sometimes it's a bit more nuanced. Like for example, maybe a student doesn't feel like they can email their teacher and ask for a retake, or they feel like they're pestering their teacher if they ask why they got a certain grade on an assignment. So sometimes it's more about just pure disorganization. And other times it's about learning assertive communication skills. Um, Other times, and this is part of the process that my business does and also what I teach in my course, Becoming an Online Executive Function Specialist, is it's about working with the family. And what I mean by that is we hold monthly family team meetings with our clients where we get the parents or the guardians to join and ask them, what do you see? What do you see your students still struggling with? But also, what do you see is going well? So the student can hear what's going well, but also get feedback from the people who are most invested in their success. So executive function is not just about one's personal organization system. It's all about their ability to leverage the resources like families, teachers, libraries, whatever, tutors that they're already working with, leveraging those resources around you to become more of a solution-based and resource-based thinker. That's excellent. So it sounds like really you're a catalyst to helping these families to to figure out what works best for their child and helping with the organization and also just helping with structure and developing that, that peace of mind for these students. Um, how does one train to be an executive function specialist? Like what, what, what does training look like, Sean? Yeah, great question. And I appreciate, I appreciate that. So one of the challenges that I found was that I didn't even know the word executive function until after I departed the public education realm, or at least right before I left. So I was working as a special education teacher, a wraparound provider um, in public schools for for almost 10 years before I think I ever even heard that word or noticed it at least. Uh, and and that's because it's not it's not something that's often talked about in public schools. But after students go through assessments or and a lot in the private education world, it is highly referred to. But because of this, I guess you could say, discrepancy between how it's approached in public schools and, and in the public realm versus the private realm, there's not a lot of training around it. So there are, there are programs out there for educational therapy, but that's not specifically focused on just executive functioning. It's, it's a wider range of interventions and supports, although it is a, good, a great resource if you want to help a student develop executive function skills. But I could not find a specific training route for that, which is why I felt I had to create it. So I created the Becoming an Online Executive Function Specialist course, uh, and and I wanted to lay out what I felt I learned in, in the past few years of really pioneering this work for myself. You know, I, I did my best to learn from from experts like Dr. Russell Barkley, Dr. Adele Diamond, um, learning as much as I can could about it while also learning from my peers in educational therapy. And I kind of took everything I learned and I created this process. And it's a five-step process to support students' executive function needs. And so I created that process. I've been implementing with families for years. 
and it works. I mean, I know it works. I mean, just to give a kind of practical example, we have 25 five-star Google reviews. And this is a company that started within two years. We don't have a single review besides a five-star Google review. And we just continue to grow the business because people are getting value out of it. They're sharing it word of mouth. We don't do any Google ads or any Facebook advertising, nothing of that nature, no paid advertising, but clients keep on coming. Why is that? Because it works. So the reason the reason I, I know it works, and then I thought, well, if we're effect- having this big of an impact on the students we're working with, imagine if more people could do you know something similar to what we're doing. And I wanted to train people and show them how to do it so people all over the world could could implement this process or something very similar to it, and they could they could have this impact on on their community. So that's where the course came from. Um, I can definitely go into more detail about what people will will learn from it if if that helps. But I wanted to kind of give a broad overview of what it is. No, that's incredible, Sean. And we'll definitely uh, circle back to learning more about the course as well. Uh, a question, though, would be something interesting you brought up was that the public system and the private system, there's that discrepancy about executive function. So why why do you think that is? It's a good question. I think one of the reasons is, is because executive function can kind of be a scary topic for some people to address. I think it's it, it, it appears as such a wide ranging issue. It's like your executive function, like basically your management system in your brain, like how do you even address that, right? How do you even begin to take a shot at addressing that need? So I think that's one thing is like, it's easier to say, oh, let's fix their math or let's fix their reading. But one of the key findings from the largest study ever done on executive function was by Dr. Adele Diamond. She did a meta-analysis of like over 50 studies on executive function to find out what actually works with executive function. How do you actually support it? And one of the key findings that she found, there's some incredible stuff in there if you look up Dr. Adele Diamond, but one of the key findings was that executive function skills, planning, organization, follow-through, communication, those types of things, task initiation, those skills are more predictive of school success than reading entry reading scores or entry math scores. So students who had better executive function skills upon entering grammar school or entering school for the first time did better in the long run than students who had better reading or math skills they, they found. So that made me realize like, even though it's a scary topic and it's like, how do you help someone be better at following through and communication and, and kind of like learning how to manage life basically, but more particularly school, it's the most important in my perspective thing that we can address. And it's based on peer reviewed scientific data that says, this is what we need to address first before we dive into fixing their reading or fixing their math. I mean, you want to do those things concurrently, but start with the executive functioning. That is amazing. And so we're saying like, if the executive functioning piece is stronger then the other pieces will fall into place a little easier or that students have more success. Exactly, right? So executive function skills, like, for example, when you look at a problem, right? When you look at a math problem, you know, a good student or not a good student, there's no good or bad, but a skilled student, I would say, looks at the problem, maybe they'll highlight the directions, they'll like circle the first part of the question, they'll solve that, then they'll like see how that would apply to, you know, the second part of the question, and then they'll check their answer, right? That's a multi-step process, and it requires like making a to-do list. You know, they may make it cognitively or mentally, they don't actually write it down, but they're going through a multi-sensory highlighting, underlining, you know, putting down the checklist, double checking, asking their teacher to check their answer, right? So using the resources around them, like that's a multi-step process. And if students know how to do that for reading comprehension, for math, for reading directions, whatever it may be, um, 
that is what's going to have the biggest impact on mastering problem solving across curricular areas. So you want to make sure students feel comfortable in that skill set before you say, do more of this or do more of this specific area. You really want to show them that they can develop mastery around problem solving. Okay, so yeah, so some of those more simple and as well complex cognitive functions mm-hmm. need to be further nurtured in order to tackle the reading or math because they may hit a roadblock with the reading or math that may be linked to their executive function skills. And if those right. are not addressed, then they can't develop some of those other pieces to their fullest. Exactly. And the other part of it is like when they hit that roadblock, like you described, a lot of kids, particularly kids with ADHD, that one of the biggest issues with ADHD, which is basically executive dysfunction, if you're going to give it another name, is that when they hit those roadblocks, they become emotionally dysregulated and they become upset. Some kids, they disengage from class. Some kids are externalizers and they might throw a pencil or break it or whatever it might be. There's all types of reactions, but that emotional dysregulation piece is what occurs. And it happens to all of us, right? When we just get tired at the end of the day and we're like, I can't make dinner. You know, I mean, I've been working all day. Like, how am I going to like go to the grocery store, buy this, you know, find a recipe, like all these things. Kids experience that too, you know, at school and after school. And so that emotional dysregulation piece is the other part of executive function, which is not always talked about. And that's that self-regulation piece, right? So along with, with executive function, we have to teach kids how to self-regulate, how to, how to be self-aware in terms of knowing like, wow, I'm actually feeling frustrated. My fists are clenching. I'm, I'm like slouched in my chair right now. This is a sign that I need to go up, have like some apples and peanut butter and a cup of milk, you know, maybe go for a walk around the block and then come back and work on this. Because if you try to push through your stress, that leads to greater emotional dysregulation, impaired relationships with teachers and family, right? We have to teach kids how to be emotionally aware because as many people know, better EQ or emotional intelligence is a better predictor of, you know, school and job success than just a high IQ. You want to have good emotional intelligence, good self-regulation, good self-awareness. Sean, you brought up a great point about uh, the self-regulation piece and how in the education field, quite often self-regulation is, unless it's a recurring theme with a particular student, self-regulation, parents usually only, and guardians usually find out about it at report card time in a little two sentence blurb. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, okay, this, this can really give such a larger picture what we can help develop what can become regulated and how we can help them to grow those skills yeah that sounds just so powerful sean so what what in terms of your course that you've created for education executive function support for middle high school college students how does this course work this course is specifically for educators so it's tutors educational therapists other allied professionals mental health coaches or, you know, anyone who wants to learn how to coach students with executive function challenges, specifically middle, high school and college students. And so the course is broken up into, I believe it's like 30 sections, but it's like, I believe it's around seven chapters. So within each chapter, you have a video, you've got some multiple choice questions and some written reflective questions. And in each of those, uh, basically, we just go through the process of, of supporting a family from beginning to end. So the beginning starts with just a free, what we do is a free inquiry call, a free 15 to 20 minute inquiry call, where we just use a series of questions. So I'll, I'll share a few of those things with you, but don't want to overwhelm people. But like, for example, one of the most important things you can start with when you're trying to help a family is start with what we call the miracle question. So it says, hey, if we work together for six months, 
how would your your life and your student's life be different at the end of those six months? And that's that's what we call solution-focused questioning. We're not like, tell me all the bad things that are happening in your life and why you're upset about it, right? That conversation could go on for an hour. We want to focus on what do you want to see different in your life? And so starting with that, it's a great place to start with a family because you're getting them to visualize what they're what they want, right? Well, I'd love to see my students portal in six months and there's no missing assignments. I'd love to not be you know, arguing with them at 7 p.m. after dinner that they should go work on their history assignment, right? So visualizing what you want achieved, right? And then we go through a series of questions that you, you can learn in the course, but it's basically things like that. Like what are the questions, the solution-focused questions that's going to help the parent visualize and identify their goals? Because not only does that help them, but it helps you because you know what they want. So you're not walking away from the situation like, oh, you know, we both didn't really know what we want. We spent, you know, a couple thousand dollars on this and, uh, you know, they weren't happy with the service, right? You want to be very clear from the beginning exactly what you're offering and what you can do and what you cannot do. So that's that's the kind of beginning process. And then the next part of the course, it goes through how do you hook the student, right? So once you've engaged the family, you understand their goals, how do you engage a student? One of the biggest takeaways that I've learned over the past few years is that just having a kid write down their goals. There was a study done um, by Dr. Gail Matthews of Dominican University, and she found that students or people who write down their goals are 42% more likely to achieve them. So I teach people, how do you get a student to write down their goals? Especially if you're doing it online, we use a system called tasks, but you can use anything, but it's, it's already built into Gmail and most students are using Gmail. So we show them like, how do you actually do that? How do you use tasks? How do you take those goals and convert them into actual actionable items that they can put into their calendar? So the second part is actually hooking the student and engaging them. And within that part, we also go through the science of why this works. And that, that has to do with the peer-reviewed study I just mentioned. There's also a thing called the reticular activation system, which when you write down goals, you activate your frontal lobe to pick up on sensory cues that help you reach your goals. So that's another part of it. So once we get through that, then we go into the actual like day-to-day functioning and coaching, right? So once you've got them going, how do you maintain momentum towards these goals? So that what we use in that process is solution-focused questioning like, hey, what's one thing you want to do between now and our next session? And how can you prove it, right? So we, we, we create accountability systems and motivational systems that don't overwhelm our clients that help them move forward. Uh, and then after that, there's the, the part about how do you support families. So, so as I mentioned earlier, there's the family team meeting process or cycle. And that's where we actually engage the family in this process. We get everybody in the same room and then we work together to see how do we support the student? How do we celebrate what they've already done? But also how do we move forward and help them reach their goals? So that's those are the big pieces. And then we talk about the phase out, right? Once you've reached your goals, do you continue services towards other goals or do you phase out services and work on something else? So really kind of the entire cycle of the coaching process and how you can give families the most value um, through the process so that they walk away and refer to you um, continuously so your business continues to grow. Thank you very much, Sean, for sharing that. We'll definitely post the link, but is there another way that people can contact you if they have any questions about the course or about executive functioning? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for, for checking in. So the best way to get to me is probably just my email, which is sean at efspecialists with an S at the end, specialists.com. I'm also on Instagram at efspecialists. You can find me there. But yeah, feel free to reach out with an email, follow me on Instagram. 
And then um, if you want to check out the course or look at the overview of it, you can go to efspecialist.com and there's a little tab at the top on the menu called courses. And it's the, the first one under there. So any of those ways would be, would be great. Fantastic, Sean. So we'll definitely post all those links with uh, the podcast and listeners. Thank you so much for being here today. My name is Michael Gibbon. I'm here with Sean McCormick. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Sean. And as always, make it a great day.